When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Jamie Carragher, and you are listening to the Copy Podcast. What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to the Cop Eye Podcast. We are sorry we haven't done one for what feels like a while. And since then, there's been two Liverpool games you haven't managed to talk about. Of course, the United draw, which we'll we'll discuss first very briefly. We'll get into the West Ham, which was much better and a lot a lot more to discuss before we talk about another another big another massive game coming up against the Arsenal at Anfield on on Saturday. So loads to get stuck into. Um, but yeah, as always, I'm Mick. I'm joined by Christian, as always. Christian, how are you, how are you feeling, lad? Christmassy. That's Christian, <laughs> Christian Missy. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's just a few days left until Christmas, and I'm doing my last day at work today, so I'm looking forward looking to some time off. Yeah, and uh, like you said, it's been a, two games, uh, one that we kind of want to forget quite quickly because of the way it went. It, even if it wasn't the worst case of it, it still wasn't a good performance. But then we had West Ham, which was so much better, which also make us look ahead against um, Arsenal uh, this weekend coming up. So, yeah, I, I'm good. Uh, you know, we're still uh, top of, not top of the league, but we're, you know, in the top of the league and uh, we're still there and we're doing great in the Cups, obviously, and stuff. So I can't complain, really. It's all good. Yeah, I feel like just we might as well just briefly touch on United, of course, like, but not not in detail because we've it feels like an age an age ago, and also we've got a massive game against Arsenal coming up, um, which we need to. I think the West Ham game set a nice little press them for going into it with a bit more um, energy and 
look like we were going to score. I think the United game, it was just we had plenty of the ball. I think it's, it is one of them. Like we had plenty of the ball, plenty of chances. But for me, what was frustrating is just like we just didn't, we just weren't clicking in the final third. Like that last pass or that last through ball. Like there's a few times, obviously, didn't have his best game by any means uh, in that game. Like just he was trying stuff. He was looking, he was working hard and whatever, and all that, all that good stuff. But just the final ball and Salah was just the final pass just weren't there. So I think that was just, that was the frustration because I think because of last year as well, we went, we battered them 7-0. General consensus, are we going to batter them again? And it was like, well, it's easy to get, it's too easy to get drawn into that. We were all, we were all hoping <laughs> for that. But we all knew deep down that this was going to be a dog fight. And I think I said on the preview, like I'd, if you'd asked me, if if you told me it was going to be 1-0, I would have took it. And it's one of them, like, it, and, and hindsight, that would have been a great result. If, if the fact that we didn't score, we didn't really, we had loads of shots, like, loads of play and whatever, but we just didn't look like, it was one of them after, I think you can tell after like 20, 25 minutes that you're like, this is going to be one of them games where if we score, it's going to be a, just one of them, like flu, a fluky one, or just we get lucky near the end, or Sutton goes in off the post or whatever, or Sutton late on. But I always just felt like this game, the longer it went on, they had a game plan. And it surprised me how well they carried the game plan out. But I think even regardless of how like well they played, and I think it's it's just crazy that you've got a United side coming to Anfield and putting 10 men behind the ball and playing counter-attack. Like, I, I, love, I love to see it because it means they're shit. Uh, and we're not, so they want they want to defend against that. Um, but I think it was just we we had we had enough quality there to to go and just beat them like by one two nil and just get get over the line. But it just wasn't to be. It wasn't on the day really. No, when you know, I think we, we we look at the first you know ten fifteen twenty minutes. I think you know we're up for it. We we are having a shot or something after just like eight seconds or something, and you know we have loads and loads of corners and. We are going at them, and I think you know if we score that first goal, especially in first half, I think it could have turned out to be another three four nil to be honest, but it's just to get that first goal and I thought by the first you know the look of it at the start that we were there, and this would be i wouldn't say easy, but you know one of them where we still do it quite comfortably in the way we started and uh, but you know, the longer the game goes, it's just one of them where you feel like it's just one of them games where it's not going to happen. And I think the the problem for us was obviously they were standing with all the ten men behind the ball, like you said. But also when we were moving the ball, because we were in the control of the game from the start, like they didn't really have anything except for a couple of uh, counter attacks, which obviously came out dangerously for us but I think that we moved the ball too slow we were not creative in our runs we didn't you know m- ask them questions like we will talk about with, with West Ham there was there was runs in uh, behind in space and stuff which you know tear the defense apart and I don't think we did that against Man United and that was the biggest problem we kept the ball and we kept on passing it around uh, their penalty area we tried a few things and we took a, a, a few hasty shots and all that so I think we just didn't do ourselves a favour with being more patient and actually try to speed it up. And that was our problem because they were standing and were quite comfortably were just defending. Yeah, I feel like that was that was a reflection of our recent form as well. I think going into it, we've been winning games, but we hadn't been fluid by any means. Like we just we just looked like we were lacking like the bridge between the midfield and the attack just didn't seem like it was there. And I feel like that was that kind of just trickled over into that United game, unfortunately, and it was 
and we mentioned I think on the previous show like about like our home form and like we won we won all the games and then this one kind of dents it and it's one of them where they'll be absolutely made up that they've like dented that in the same way that we dented like City's um, home streak they'll be the same like like thinking oh we're made up like we've stopped Liverpool's like home uh, winning streak in the Premier League so again it's it shows how it shows where they where they they are and where we are and then where they're not obviously in much better position but I feel like yeah like you said early doors on on is like having just kicking it out of play and you're like, fucking hell, we're going to have an absolute field day here. We're going to score loads of goals. And yeah, it's just one of them where it's just so frustrating. And I'm glad we didn't do it straight after the game, to be honest, because it was just like a bit, it, I mean, depressant's probably a strong word, but it was like like social media. I just went straight off it because like people, people calling that saying, fuck off Salah, fuck off Klopp. I'm not even going to mention the fella, but I'm sure you know who it is. I, I don't yes. even want to, I don't even want to get into that lad. Cause it's just hilarious. Like how I people know. react uh, so badly. I know where, but, we're, you know where we are in the league and you'd expect in like, like, uh, yeah, you can expect high, high levels all the time, but there's always going to be drops in Liverpool have had a little, add a little bit of a drop in the league in terms of performances, but we're still, we're still up yeah. there. I, I just, it's just, it's, it is funny though, isn't it? Yeah, and you know, just a take on that. Um, I think you know where where you listen to different podcasts or shows that come, you know, that talks about Liverpool and our performance and so in games and stuff. There's, there's obviously loads out there, and there's uh, a few that are very you know serious and good, and obviously have an analysis that is very good and rational, if you like. You know, the comments that the person you are referring to and those kind of accounts with, you know, sell Salah and all that kind of stuff. You can't take them seriously though. Like no. I hope yeah. that we come across, we can, we can have banter, we can have jokes, we can have laughs, but I hope that we come across as sensible because I think I would never sit here after a nil nil at home against Man United. And we're still like top, top of the league together with the two other teams. We're doing really well. And even if they have a day off where, Salah wasn't good and, you know, Nunez wasn't good and the whole team, you know, we were controlling it, but we were not good enough in, like I said, in the creative part and with the final ball. I would never sit there and just say afterwards, like, sell people or sell players and do this or that or whatever. It's just a way of getting attention and clicks and reactions. And, you know, if, if fair play to them if that's what they want. But, you know, I want to come across as someone who talks about Liverpool in a sensible way. And I hope that we do that. And, you know, I'll, it's, it's just, it's childish. That's the thing. You know, it's it's weird, weird behavior. It is. It's proper weird. What, what annoys me is like when you see people like quote tweeting it and whatever. I'm like, please, just like, don't clip up <laughs> quotes. Don't put his face on it. Don't don't show me anything, please. I follow you because I follow them people because they've got good views and whatever. I don't want to like see that shit. But yeah, it was just yeah, it was just a mad time. Whenever, of course, whenever Liverpool don't get a result. Um, yeah, social media just goes a bit mad about like this player. This, this player is not good enough. This player is not good enough. It's like, whatever. You can't. You just be rational about it and just say we've not been that exactly. good lately. This was a continuation. We can yeah. only get better than this. Like, yeah, but then also when you when you look at that, like what happened against Man United and the performances from players, and then it just takes another couple of days, and you have a performance like we're going to talk about against exactly. West Ham, and everyone almost everyone is yeah is, is splendid, and everyone's like, oh, they are great. It's like, yeah, we know they can yeah. have a day off. Sometimes it doesn't work. It's a sport. That's the way it goes. Sometimes the opposition halts you a bit. They have a match plan that just you know harms you in the way you want to play. Sometimes you don't have the form you want. Sometimes it doesn't click. Sometimes the weather do- does interfere. Sometimes there's different factors uh, every time, but you know. A certain game after, we're really, really good, and other players comes in and show, you know, energy and stuff. We would talk about that, but that's the thing. That's why I don't. 
understand people who will moan straight away. I, I understand if you are frustrated and angry because the performance was bad. That's one thing. But it's another thing to be very like moaning about things if you kept on being bad for like five, eight, ten games and you didn't see any change and it becomes a big problem. Then I can understand. I would sit there and moan too and be really frustrated and angry. Don't and say maybe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because then you see, you know, a pattern with that you need to break, but at the at the moment, it's, it's fucking brilliant to be a Liverpool supporter. Like, there's nothing to complain about. To be <laughs> yeah, well, let's let, let's move on from that. Let's move on to some 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 good stuff and not that shite. Um, and yeah, like we've, <laughs> we've mentioned, like the the game last night against West Ham, it was, I think it was, yeah, I was thinking it was going to be. I knew it was going to be a proper test. I knew they were going to make changes. I knew we were going to make changes. Liverpool made quite a few changes, to be fair. We went Keller in goal, Gomez, Kwanza, Van Dijk, Simikas, Zobis, Light, Endo, Curtis Jones, Elliot, Gakpo and Nunes. So a few changes in there. And I loved the look of that team before it kicked off. I mean, there was a few people worried maybe about like, should Van Dijk be in there? Be in there? Should yeah, certain players they may be worried like ahead of the Arsenal game, like. But it's all about like getting that rhythm, like having that rhythm in place, and like if someone can play yeah. sixty, some some plays thirty, vice versa. It's all about like you can't a full nineties rests great, but these players want to at least play a little bit of the game, and you've got to keep energy in the legs. And I think I feel like from the minute one in that game, we just look like. It's still we still looked a little bit like we were having shots from the edge of the area, which I've seen loads more recently, and I've been a, I'm a big fan of. We've been having more shots when we get like on the edge of the box where you've got a good chance of scoring. Like I don't want to see like I don't know like like we, in the Fulham game where we scored loads of bangers. Like that's not going to happen every game, and like you need to like limit them as much as you can. But when we're around the box, like have Yelia especially and Zobosli and whatever, and I feel like we were turning the screw a little bit. And I think once that goal went in, and we might as well go straight to the goal because it was. Another absolutely worldy from Dominic Zobersly, and he's been, he's been getting, he's been one of the people like I'm happy to give him criticism because the high levels he's came in at, he's hit the ground running. That's fair to say. I think everyone can see that he hit the ground running. I feel like it's only natural where he's gonna then come into a little bit of a moment where maybe he's not having the same impact on games. <clears throat> he's been trying stuff. I think United games a, a good case in point where he was trying stuff. It weren't coming off. He was maybe trying a little bit too hard I don't, I don't know what it was but this game I feel like he showed his quality and I think to get the first goal as well in the way that he did in the typical Dominic Zobersly fashion with the strike it was just I mean it wasn't it wasn't quite as as um um nice I guess as the Leicester one where it hits the bar and goes in because that's just a pure thumper but this one I feel like the technique as well on it is just it is Gerard. It's Gerard S the way that he strikes the ball, and but yeah, a boss twenty eighth minute to get off to a start like that is is perfect in a in a game like this. Yeah, and you know you mentioned as well that you know we, the whole the whole game from the start we were controlling it again. Like I, that's what I've got to take from the Man United game and in, into the Western game and from the Western game as well that we. Obviously, we played at home, uh, so that plays a part. But I think we were very good in controlling the game. It was more about can we create things, you know, run more? Can we be more clever with the ball? Can we be more, you know, asking questions to, to the opposition and their defenders when we do things? And that's what we did against West Ham. And I think, you know, I wasn't I wasn't that concerned because I, f- I felt there were things were going our way. We would create a little bit more chances. And when he scored that goal, it's just like you said, it's one of them where he finds that little space in the corner of the goal and it just goes up and down straight away. The technique that he uses to do that and 
Um, I think also when it comes to that, we have had more shots recently from outside the box. You know, I'm a fan of it as well because you, you look back on, like you said, the Gerard days when you know he just blasted him from from you know from range and whatever. Yeah, yeah, and that was brilliant. The f- football today is a little bit different compared to you know when it comes to defending and having space and time. Even though Gerard, uh, the Gerard era wasn't that long ago, it has changed a bit. But thing is, I think it's a balance from when to take shots from outside when you get the opportunity or when to hold on to the ball and find other options and be a little more patient but I want us to shoot more because we've got the quality like in lads like Soboslai um, so in this case obviously with the goal that he um, scores it's it's brilliant and it takes us into um, half time with one nil up and kind of the feeling that we from the United game where we didn't manage to do that we go in now in the lead in a game where we're controlling it and we feel like we can build from there and that's why I wanted and I thought that was great uh, ahead of the second half because obviously what happened then was was brilliant. Yeah, and I feel like going into the second half, um, like you were thinking at least they're going to come out better than that. We we were very good, but I think for their standards and West Ham are a very good side. Don't get it wrong, um, they were they were poor, and you feel like they're going to come out better. And I feel like it's a testament to how good that we were in terms of you know, like Klopp referenced that after the game, like the energy, the pressure, and the the closing down, the willingness to run. And I mean, we've seen the fight and energy from this this new Liverpool side. Like We've seen it every, every week pretty much, but it's, it's about having those moments in the final third where you've got a bit of a cool head. I think in the United game, we, there was no cool heads in, in the on the pitch, <laughs> unfortunately. I think that, that that needs to, that can be loads better. And I feel like that that's a, I think that's a positive because it's something that we can definitely improve on loads. And that first half was a nice little settler um, going into the second, and and what we what we started to do in the second was, I mean, just even better. Even from the f- the first whistle of the second half, you were like, Liverpool have came out the exact same way yeah, from the first half, and want to continue the good work that they've done, and that's um, that's kind of where we we go on to the the Jones goal, and I, I feel like that can't be understated. Like we said, only one nil. It's a, it's a what's one of them score lines where I think they were coming getting maybe a few chances in the game, like balls in behind, and they were looking like they might have a chance to maybe get one uh, back in the game. They were just about to bring on Paqueta as well. You could see him getting warmed up. Um, and then Curtis Jones scores that goal. It, like It was the perfect timing. Like They were about to bring on Paqueta, try and get in the game a little bit more, get him in, involved in the game. And then we go and score. And it's a lovely little bit of play. Jones flicks it around the corner. Darwin Nunes has the presence of mind to see Jones making that run into loads of space, plays it in with his left foot, and then Jones was like, looks in the box, no one's there. He goes, nah, no worries, I'll just, I'll just make the keeper mm-hmm. anyway. Um, and that was just a, a nice little touch for Jones as well, for a nice little nod to his performance. I know we get to be, we'll, we'll speak about the second goal in a minute, which is fucking even better. But that was just like a nice little um, token for his performance, because I feel like He's had a bit of a again a bit of a weird season where he's coming in and out of the team, and we've had, I guess, Gravenberg over has overtook him. Now he's been injured. He might might be back for this weekend, hopefully. But the more players we've got, the better. Was is what I'm trying to say. But I feel like for Jones, he's had a bit of a maybe a bit of a patchy season with injuries and stuff. And I feel like I always say it, and we always say it, like he's a rhythm player. And I feel like the more you get him in the team, and the more you get him playing games and give him more confidence. I feel like we'll see those driving runs and I want to see them driving runs more. I want to see him linking up play and then running with it, having shots. Like there's so many times that he makes those little one twos and he doesn't he doesn't have a shot. He just passes it off and then the the, the move breaks down or whatever. So I feel like that was a a nice little 
example and of a finish where he knows now in his in his head, hopefully just to take that forward. Like I can do this against good sides, and he can take it into the Arsenal game and, and games going forward. But it it was a lovely goal and a perfect time goal. Yeah, and uh, I think um, you know when we talk about Curtis Jones and everyone, you know, have their opinion on if is he good enough or not, and all that kind of stuff that's been hanging on with him since he broke through. Um, I think you know he shows that he's got the quality to play for Liverpool. It's just you know uh, uh, it's just to, to try to keep fit. Obviously, that will you know because he's still young, but we hope that he will still you know keep fit in the long term. But that he actually got his. Um, playing time a little bit adjusted by Klopp as well because even if I do look at it as, as I want him to start quite often because I think he brings something like the energy the little edgy stuff from midfield maybe sometimes it's good that we can rotate him so just make sure that he doesn't uh, get himself injured in a stupid way or whatever but I think, and Klopp said as well in his uh, press conference, you know, that they want him to speed the game up and uh, that kind of stuff because he got that in him, but he doesn't really do it. But now they talk to him loads and it seems like he understood now what he needs to do. And against West Ham, he showed what they wanted, um, which was brilliant. And I think, in a, you know, in a perspective where you look at our midfield with the lads that we do have and the quality we do have, and obviously now McAllister is out and all that, but... Jones just got something extra that some others doesn't have. I think he's great with the link or play. I think he's good with the ball. Some people say, you know, he takes too many touches, takes too many times. And obviously that's something that Klopp meant would speed it up a bit. But if he learns that, you know, he's so young still and can develop so many skills assets of his game that I'm looking at him thinking, you know, he can go on and be and become great for us, which is, you know, it's brilliant because... I don't know, what is he, like 23 or something like that? He got plenty yeah. of years, you know, to play for us and keep on developing. It's the same with Alia too, I would praise as well. Um, and we probably talk about it, but, you know, in terms of the way that Jones are playing in this kind of game, the link of play, the way he, like a one-twos, one like you said, and he keeps on running, that's when you, you know, pull defences apart in the way he does. And he's he's got this tricky edge in his way of playing you know, not all midfielders do have. So I'm just very grateful that we have a player with something extra and that we can bring it in and it doesn't make us uh, less good. We still got the same quality. So, you know, all all positives, in you know, from my end when it comes to Curtis Jones. Yeah, I mean, he's he's, he's, he's born in January, so he's, he's 23 next month, basically, which is, again, I think 23 is a, for someone who's coming through the youth ranks. I feel like, He's always going to be compared to like I guess these younger players who are um, who've maybe been in the side and done more or scored more goals and whatever or yeah. at, an, at an earlier age. And I feel like he's such a from being like a left winger and he's had to fine tune his game. He even said himself he had to come in and he realised he hit a stumbling block because he didn't know how he was going to get better. He had to then go back to the drawing board, learn stuff, and work, work out where he can be better. I feel like that's still a work in progress. I feel like there's, there's stuff he can do loads better, definitely, but it's about picking and choosing his moments. We know how good he is. It's about giving him the confidence, and I feel like, yeah, it's to get a set, to get the second goal and to perform like he did was just it. It's boss to see him play with a smile on his face, to be fair. And the more lo- I think the more local lads you can get in the team, the better. I feel like people... So especially like on like on Twitter and whatever, I don't like people really like appreciate that. They just want to go and buy like a sixty million like player from somewhere else, like who's who's technically boss and can keep the ball and whatever. But if you can get someone who knows the values and was born up 
scousing and, and, and through the ranks. And you, it's invaluable. It's so it's so valuable that I feel like it's something that you need to be more patient with. So hopefully we see more of that. That's the thing we need. To, he needs to he needs to build on this. It's not it's not like a well done. There you go. That's you done. It's more. It's a well done. Now crack on and do and do more yeah. of it as well. But I also think you know he's he's been in in Liverpool since he was a young kid and he's obviously broke through at the age of like 18 but he's always been there and you know Klopp's been here for so many years now but Curtis Jones has always been considered as someone who should stay not go obviously we've been talking about maybe getting him out on loan when he was a little bit younger and all that but if he's stayed this long on the Klopp and already you know developed all his skills and Klopp is there to see him train every day without being one of them like nah he's not good enough maybe we'll phase him out in a year or try to get money for him but he's there he's one of them who's actually Klopp's looking at you know with brilliant skills a player that can develop loads they got loads of talent to uh, for, for Klopp to polish He's been there all the time. It's never been a debate from Klopp's side or what we heard that, are oh, we going to sell Curtis Jones? You know, it's more of supporter perspective that maybe a loan would be good for him because he hasn't played it well. But I think they kept him because they, they can see it on the training pitch. Like, just have patience. You know, he's still young. Let's just keep working with him and it will come. And, you know, it, it does. And now, like you said, he just need to crack on with the rhythm more and hopefully he will. And, I you know, I'll see, you know, a great future for him uh, in Liverpool and that's that's good. Yeah, I feel like it's not easy being a footy player these days with social media and whatever. And you can read like people giving you grief after every game if you don't do this and you don't do that. It must be so difficult. Like to, I mean, I'd probably just I'd have no social media me if I was a footy player. I'd, <laughs> yeah, literally, exactly. I'd literally just be like, <laughs> or let someone else run it and just don't tell me what's put on there. Um, yeah, must be hard. Like, but yeah, again, he needs to he needs to build on this and hopefully he does like. Like after that game, you say no. He has to start. He has to start the Arsenal game based on that, and that's the biggest compliment you can pay him. Like to, to get back into the side and up against the the team that looks like we're going to be um, fighting for the title with. Hopefully, City aren't that this season. We know they will be, but I'm I'm, I'm just wishing there, just wishful, wishful thinking. It's just going to be us and Arsenal. It's probably not. Um, but yeah, then we, like I said, they were bringing on Paqueta. Paqueta comes on for um, Ben Rama. We bring on. Uh, Endo goes off for Trent. Endo again. I mean, we could go. To, we could, the thing is, we could go through the whole eleven and say they were boss. Need to improve still, but need to kick on and keep that same energy again. Endo was again. It's yeah. You can, how, you, how good yeah. he's been doing. Yeah, you can see now. Uh, you know why we bought him because of the energy he brings. The um, I would I would say that he, he now brings a certain kind of comfortable feeling of being that wall protecting the defensive line but also when he gets the ball he finds you know little passes here and there he just moves it on but he's just one of them where balance to our defensive uh, play and game plan so obviously it's a little bit easier when you play at home where you don't have teams coming at you with a press with a press as like when we played Crystal Palace he had a bad game but that's because they were on him straight away so it's a little bit where we play and uh, and when and, and who and all that but in general, I think he's, you know, the, the last couple of games, even against Man United, if it turned out the way to be a nil-nil, I think, you know, he's he's a player where who you just appreciate, like we appreciated Lucas in a way, even though Lucas was uh, at Liverpool for a longer period of time and he came in young. Now, Ender comes in a little bit older, obviously, in his 30s or whatever it is. But he's that kind of player where you just like, I like him because he's doing that kind of job that, and doesn't complain, and he's always having a tackle in him. He's always trying to, um, you know, uh, interrupt their game and everything like that. So 
yeah, I really appreciate the work that he does because you need them players as well. You can't yeah. underestimate the importance of them. Yeah, I feel like he just needs a bit more. Again, he's only been here not not too long, so we need he needs he needs time as well. But I feel like he just needs a bit of, especially away from him, like you said, a bit of, I guess, confidence in his own ability to be able to turn on the ball quick and just move around, move it. I feel like. Like when you watch City, and obviously it's not a fair comparison to compare Endo to Rodri because Rodri's just ridiculously good, but he just confidence like he doesn't even get pressed anymore because people know it's not worth it because he's too yeah. good. He's gonna <laughs> knock it round you. Do you know what I mean? I know Endo's like you said, it's the end of his career, so he's not gonna. But if he can do a good substitute of that in like his his best own way, I feel like that would be. And I think we're hopefully seeing signs that he's starting to. Have a bit of awareness around them, quick passes, one twos, in, into areas where we can then move it on, and we know is we know his progressive passing's good. That's never been an issue because we've seen it. Um, but I feel like the other bits that can come with it, like the tackles and whatever, and throwing a foot in, if we can, if he can do that a little bit more as well, and in the right areas, and 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 not give away the fouls. I think that's the main thing as well. Just those fouls where we get those those tackles where we're keeping the ball and and keeping us and winning the ball back and taking us over is ideal. But yeah, Endo goes off. Uh, Trent comes on, Van Dyke goes off. So, like I said, Van Dyke only plays 60, Canate gets the 30, um, and then Zabastai goes off. So, he gets the 60, and then Salah gets the 30. Um, and then we go up and we get the third. Cody Gakpo gets a lovely goal on the outside the box again. Like you said, we've scored an outside the box. I think we've got the most in the Premier League. I think we've got nine outside the box. I think Arsenal have got eight. So, I think we're top of that little. League, I don't know what it is in terms of all comps. I'll have to ask Mike from Opta to be fair. To, to, <laughs> I'm sure it's a high high number though, because we do seem to. I mean, we seem to score a lot of them from outside the box, which is which again is nice to see. But again, I think that again and the Gakpo goal. I just loved that. I loved the forward three last night. I really did. I just I just yeah. loved Nunes over on that side. He caused. I mean, he caused so much carnage like he causes carnage wherever he goes just because he's down Nunes that's what he's about but on that left left hand side he's not as polished as a Diaz who's like close control and maybe but in terms of getting in behind and making stuff happen yeah. and just running having that balance between going left and central which we know we can I just felt like yeah it was it was it was lovely to see and then Gapo with the, with the goal I feel like maybe he could have been in the game a little bit more but from the little bits that he, he did do and keeping us ticking over like little intricate we know when he's in those false nine positions, when he needs to get round people and his close control and whatever his boss, we know that, and he gets so many free kicks from that. But to get a goal as well, I think was just a again a nice little topping off of it, of his performance and Liverpool's performance as well. Yeah, and you know with Gakpo um, playing a few games now, uh, and also obviously because of Nunez been playing as a number nine. I think you know it's a good thing that we can mix it up with Darwin Nunes playing from the left because they can swap positions because they are both used to play in that position and you know that will also ask more questions to the opposition defenders because it will be like who the fuck am I supposed to mark now because <laughs> you know they're just moving around and I think also some games where there will be more tight defensive play from the opposition is something that suits Darwin Nunes to be more when it comes to you know playing um 
uh, playing to the left because he gets more time on the ball to take on his defender instead of being, you know, the ones. Sh- even though you know we had a few offsides last night as well, and you know he's trying to just be, you know, uh, in perfect time with the line and stuff. I think sometimes it's better for him to maybe come a little bit more deep, get on his defender, try to get on the outside, and you know, you know, curve it like he did last night as well, hitting the post, obviously. <laughs> but you know, it's just yeah. one of them where you see, hmm, sometimes in some games he comes to his right on that position, and if we want to switch it up a bit with playing him central instead of Gakpo and Gakpo out to the left because that feels more natural than when Lias, uh, Lias, Diaz comes into the central. <laughs> Lias, Diaz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and also I think, you know, with everything that Luis Diaz has been going through uh, yeah. with injury and family stuff, I think, you know, it's not fair to put too much, you know, things on him, but I don't think he's been up to the same level that we're used to see. So at the moment, I would love to see Nunez to the left, Gakpo in the central and Sal against Arsenal because I think with switching them up and doing that kind of position changing, that would be something that would, you know, threat them and wouldn't be easy for Arsenal, I think. Definitely, definitely. And yeah, again, three to go three nil, um seventeenth first minute, you're like, right. It's game game done and dusted. Now they then go and score Jared Bowen, of course, like yeah, scores a belter. Quanza again, we can we can talk about him. We're not going to because we, we're going to we'll do a poll for four hours if we talk about every player. But I thought he was great, apart from apart from that little moment there where, and of course Bowen's class. So he's he's always yeah. going to you know you can't keep him quiet all night. And I think Quanza was just yeah in terms of everything he was doing those crossfield passes, passes really yeah, fast exactly. passes into feet, like all that all that stuff that Brilliant. I love from a centre back. Yeah. He was doing it all winning aerial balls exactly. The lot class to say, I absolutely love the but Bowen gets the goal, and you're like 3 1, 77th minute, 13 minutes left. You're thinking, should be all right. You're like, oh, it's, it's one of them, like, it's like there's enough time if they get one in the next five, it's it's going to be a nervy last last 10. Yeah. Like, it's what it is, one of them. But, um, luckily, Liverpool respond. I said Salah came on, um, on the 60th minute, he gets his goal, 82nd minute, and it's just Liverpool. That 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 goal was just like that. We we win it. Uh, Trent gets it. Salah's in his own half. He knows what's going to happen straight away. He's like, yeah, Trent's getting the ball. He's going to play it through to me straight away. <laughs> and it's through when he's one on one like that. Nine times out of ten, it's going in the bottom bottom corner, and that's and that's it's what a happened. Great finish. Yeah, great. It's a great finish. And it's it's two hundred first, two hundred first Liverpool goal. And yeah, that that was like a boss to see Salah. Obviously, whenever Salah scores his boss, because we want him to get as high up that all-time goal scorer list as we can, and just especially just five minutes after they'd scored, just it just completely killed the game. And I was like, "Yeah, sound. Let's get, let's get, let's get a few more if we can from off the back of this." Yeah, and it's just brilliant to see, you know, the way the trend plays that ball as well. Perfect laid off for Salah, who just have to, you know, continue running in his speed and the ball just comes perfectly, you know, to for him into space and then brings it on a few touches, takes it out a little bit wide to keep to keep give him the self the angle with the left foot. So it's a great uh piece of play. It's a great finish from Salah and you know, I just think you know to look at him keep on scoring now you know 201st goal is brilliant and then another assist for Trent and obviously he will have another assist for this for the last goal as well which we I didn't think of actually but now when I look at it and actually see yeah. the stats uh, fuck now he comes in into the game and then he gets two assists to his name so yeah well done well it is like a, um, when I saw that uh, it's boss to get two more assists for Trent but it was one of them like the Jones assist for Salah against Man City where he just he does play like a a short pass into his feet, and then Salah goes off and rips everyone and scores. That's kind of what Jones oh, yeah, did. He just took yeah, the ball. Yeah, of course. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> let's talk about that. It only happened two minutes later. 
and Jones gets a second and yeah, lovely little bit of play and he just just runs inside and it just keeps going and it's like there's so many times in games where I feel like he could do that. He could he could easily do that where he could just commit people. He's got the pace. He's not a yeah. proper electric pace, but there's enough pace there and enough power that he's got in there. Especially as he's getting uh, getting old as well. That'll only that'll only increase. Um, and confidence, and yeah, obviously, and, and confidence as well. And I feel like he, he he had the confidence from the first one from the performance he put in. So he was like, right, we're four one up. Fucking, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and take on the whole team here and score and. You can say West Ham didn't cover themselves in glory for it, but I'm looking at it from our point of view where it's like, yeah, that's boss going going into a game on Saturday. You've got your got your young young players, the Joneses and Quances, Elliot, all putting in class performances. You look like a a team with energy, and I, I posted after the game like it's boss to see us like getting into another semi final, and we'll talk about that in a second. But like having the energy and the connection in a final third and. Um, People fighting for each other and, and like all that all that boss stuff that we've seen so far this season, um, that has maybe dropped slightly in the last couple of games where we've still been winning, but not especially the United game, um, where we just didn't click. This one was just was just back to normal again, and it was just like proper. I don't know if it was because we, because Gomez, we haven't even talked about Gomez, fuck's sake. Uh, like we had like it was like a proper. It felt like a four three three again. Gomez and Simakas. Going high and wide, dropping back in, both being strong and and, and getting mm. forward, overlapping, Endo dropping in with um with Van Dyke and um and, and Quanta to make a basically like a three, basically like we used to do. It was it was like it was like we used to do, and it, it just felt like we've said it in the past. Like, might we go back to that sometimes? I don't know. I don't know if we will. I feel like we're maybe too I... far gone with this inverted stuff, but it. I feel like last night was a good example of how. How good that can be. What you can let's talk about the Jones goal. We, I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm rambling. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. No, that's that's fine. No, I think think it's important to highlight, you know, Tamika's and Goma's work, you know, going, you know, to just going wide because it helps to, you know, drag them out as well, which, you know, makes the central areas bigger as well because they need to bring people and players out to you know uh, cover where they come running for the overlaps and if they do that which they did brilliantly you know with coming coming into those spaces where they can put their crosses into the box high up the pitch but as long as they kept on doing that they will need to cover that kind of space and make sure that they you know uh, put pressure on them which obviously makes more areas in the middle and that's where we also came through with Jones when he scored that's where we came through when Soboslai scored that's also because of the work that they do in wide because if we like we're playing with Trent um, 
in a mid uh, right back and in midfield in that kind of hybrid role and that kind of tactics it kind of created loads of uh what do you call it? like uh, very well no space in the central areas because there's so many midfielders in there not only us also the opposition team and their central midfielders so it didn't give us loads of space to try to find passes in or time with the ball to go for shots from outside so if they play wide which i like it creates more space in the center of uh, in the middle of the park which i like because that means we can drive the ball into there with our creative midfield players and they got a little bit more time to maybe find that final pass into like the runs of darby nunez or diaz or salo whoever and i think that worked very well against west ham and i think we should continue depending on the opposition depending on if it's home or away maybe you know sometimes all right let's let's play with well, if Trent starts and want to have that kind of wide play, that's fine. But, you know, sometimes if you want to put him in midfield, let's have Gomez going right then because he's doing it really good. He's solid, he's drive forward, he's fast, he's good with the ball. Another time, like you said, we forgot to talk about him. But again, he's been in Liverpool since he was 17. He had these problems with injuries. He was really great. We won the title and the Champions League and all that. And he was still young then and he's still young now. But we don't we can't forget that you know he, he's got quality it's just one of them also with the bad luck of injuries but when you actually look at him play there's not many other like uh, backup defenders that can play central to the right even to the left if we need to but you know got that control got that speed and there's no complaints you know I, you can't you can't complain about that just having Gomez in the team is fucking boss <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, we could do a whole 60 minutes on Joe Gomez, to be fair, because I saw yeah. people like last night saying like how good he was, and it's like, it needs, it does need to be said out loud that yeah. he was like just trusting his own body. I feel like after that patella tendon injury, like that, that can, that can end, that can end the career. That to be fair, so it's took him a, a while to get back to his level, but I feel like he's there now, um, sharp on the front foot, closing down, like. I've, what I've what I've loved is like that is like on the front foot, but he's running. When he's closing down, he's running full speed. I feel like there's too many times we've seen Gomez like he'll he'll half run because we know he's quick, but he'll jog maybe jog a little bit. I've started to see him like sprinting full speed to block stuff to close down. Just like the difference between sprinting and three quarters sprint, you're closing yeah. that space. But like you've got, you're giving them one two seconds less to think about a pass, and I feel like we're hopefully starting to see that a little bit more. Like you said, what an option. What an option to have um, if we want to change it up or he comes off the bench or just like, yeah, and can play in all those positions. He's just he's just invaluable to have. He really is. Um, but yeah, the game ends The game ends 5-1 because we could talk about it for, I could talk about it for another hour, to be honest. It was just mm-hmm. so, much, so much good stuff. But the draw happens straight after. We, we drew, and <clears throat> I think I was like torn between like, do we want Chelsea now over two legs? And then we get either Fulham or Butter in the uh, final, which would have been good, to be fair, when you think about it. Uh, but we drew, we drew Fulham. They drew, uh, Chelsea drew um, Middlesbrough, so we play Fulham at home so first. final against Middlesbrough then? Nice. Yeah, imagine. Imagine <laughs> we, we're playing the final. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that's the dream. Like, um, So yeah, January, I think we've got Newcastle. Uh, in the league, then we go to, then we've got Arsenal in the FA Cup, then we've got Fulham in the Carabao. So again, yeah. jump packed in January is going to be loads of games coming up. So yeah, Fulham at home first, then away second. So let's just hope. Let's like you said, let's hope Butter have um, <laughs> fancy getting the way to the to a final because like we've seen recently, and not even just recent, like finals against Chelsea are always tight. Like even like mm. it doesn't even need to be a final. It's just any game against Chelsea. 
they raise the game, we raise the game, and it's always like a nil-nil or a one-nil or one-one. It's always a score draw or boring. So yeah. hopefully, um, and I've done a little bit, I had a little look at Middlesbrough. They've got Sepp van, de, van den Berg's little brother there. So let's just hope <laughs> he can score at Attrich from centre-half, you know what I mean? Little little Rav van den Berg can score um, a goal or two and, and get them through. But I mean, it's we're absolutely fucking wishful thinking there, like to be fair. But it's, again, it's just nice to be, It's just it's, it just feels like, normality has been resumed like we're winning games we're playing well we're getting to semi-finals hopefully getting to finals we're near the top of the league and i feel after last year it's so hard to it that feels like it feels like last year feels like so long ago but like also like so not so long ago as well like it still feels fresh but you it, you can feel like just how we've gone from that and uh, like we were sat here every week going oh fucking hell Liverpool and no energy no fight no desire what are we doing like what are we going to do midfield's fucked said the same shit every week and at the end of the season we fixed it and we're thinking this this season what's going to happen and all the people leave like players leave and whatever you're like what's going to happen and it's it's mad how like we've just kind of clicked and, and we're doing so well I think it's <clears throat> it's hard to it's easy to forget like how difficult this is must have been for us to do and how much of a genius yeah. Jürgen Klopp is and the coaching staff and the players and whatever. Uh, but what are your thoughts on Fulham then? Um like you said if we get if we can navigate them like they're playing well and stuff but at home obviously we would have preferred to be home second but the home game if we can try and get that sewn up as much as we can like a couple of goals lead going into the, the second leg we should be all right hopefully. Yeah you know I when you look at you know Chelsea Middlesbrough Fulham are it kind of pick and choose without being, you know, disrespectful or anything. It's just one of them where I think, you know, I would be up for any of them because, you know, with the, with the cities and Uniteds and uh, Newcastles and Arsenal's out of it, you know, you used to like, obviously you look at Chelsea, but they haven't been good. I don't say they will not turn up for this kind of game because obviously they, they got quality in their team. But, you know, I was just looking for, you know, I obviously wouldn't like to have Chelsea just because of it. I'd rather just maybe just have them in a final where we just can go out and play a great game. But, you know, with Fulham, I would be like, yeah, no problems. Like, I don't say that it's going to be easy, but I think, you know, it's a great chance for us to get to another final and go to Wembley. Yeah, I mean, it's going for our 10th, 10th League Cup. I mean, that would be just, yeah, just boss but that's but that's also the thing when you actually refer to last season and the way we felt and everything that went on with uh, with you know with the little smallest uh, uh, highlights of seven nil and other uh, nice games obviously but the overall season that you mentioned if, if you if you look at how hard it is to be you know stay at the top of the Premier League and consistently perform and be uh, um, you, you you've gone through in the Europa League you're now in the semi-finals of the Carabao Cup you're gonna play in the FA Cup we see we have that goes obviously it's a hot tough away game but you know if you can't enjoy you know being at this level with Liverpool after what we went through in the summer as well, with you know yeah. changing the midfield and all that, if you can't enjoy the ride now and just keeps and moaning about about you know yeah every little thing, you will never be satisfied. I I come to a point for a long time now where I just feel like I'm just gonna enjoy as much as I can. There're gonna be moments where I'm gonna feel like fucking hell, this is shit, this is bad. Like last season, there was not many highlights there except for the ones that I mentioned. But you know when you look at it now. Fucking hell! Like I'm, you know, it's it's brilliant. Like the United game was one off where they'll be like, oh, you know, it takes it down a little bit. But then it yeah. it comes to five one against West Ham. We're playing Arsenal home again, you know, on Saturday just before Christmas. 
you know, you can't. It's, it's brilliant. Like it would be so much worse. Just imagine being like United support at the moment or supporting Everton or whatever. So if you can't enjoy it now, then you probably will never enjoy football in the way I do. I, you know. Yeah, what I loved as well, like I posted in the group chat, like um, it would have been us versus Everton if Pickford had normal sized arms, which I think I just feel like <laughs> <laughs> the, I watched the pens back, just their pens shoot out just because just to cheer me up. Not 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 that I need to cheer up, but just to just to see Pickford <laughs> pissed off and annoyed. It's just like I just it's just yeah. like oh yeah, fucking love it. Um, but yeah, I'm us against Everton would have been. I mean, I. Would have been exciting, but it, I wouldn't have looked forward to it because it would have been like just again nervy having to play Everton and then Chelsea in a final is just not not what you need with like fixture pileups and whatever. I think like Fulham, like all respect to Fulham, are a good side, but I feel like we've it's not as like a hostile environment when you when you go into Fulham and whatever. Um, so it's I mean hopefully still Liverpool still need to turn up and do the business. So hopefully we do like to be fair. Um, and yeah, just quick, like Klopp mentioned, the atmosphere after the game. I don't know if you've, I don't know if you've seen this. Um, and he was, he was saying like after, because I thought when I saw the quote, I thought he was talking about the United game being bad, but he was talking about la- like the West Ham game being bad. And I don't know if it's a bit of a ploy because I don't think the atmosphere was that bad. Really, I feel like it's more of a. It could be better. Certain areas of the ground, of course, we know where the good areas are and where the bad areas are, uh, or whether like there's more, I guess, people on a on a day trip or whatever. And maybe don't know the songs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I don't know. Um, but he was he was he basically said we need Anfield on Saturday. Arsenal didn't play this week. Anyone who knows anything about them knows they will be prepared. So we need Anfield on their toes from the first second without me having to have an argument with the opposition coach. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm fully on board with this, but I feel like it is sort of that. Again, the club as well need to fix as well. I think like there's certain pockets of the ground where it's like it's always going to be quiet and it's always been quiet. And it, maybe you need to rejig certain stuff. I don't know. There's a lot of logistical stuff that needs to go into it. And it's probably, I don't know if it can ever change because we know those certain areas are main stand and upper main are always like quiet or if you if you start singing you get to look at like you've got three heads. So there's all, there's all that. that it's, <laughs> it, it's always been the case and it needs to change but I feel like just generally stuff has to change I feel like the United game was definitely definitely poor especially in a game like that where if we had a bit more atmosphere we might have won and got that goal that we needed to win that game so it's give and take but and uh, like I'm saying like um if, if you don't feel if you're, if you're not up to it give your ticket to someone else and I was like well it is quite difficult to give your ticket to someone else with yeah, the fucking it's... like being able to transfer stuff and whatever it is a bit of a mad one I feel like on the face of it it's just Klopp basically trying to get the crowd up for this game on Saturday which is going to be huge I think yeah, and I, you know, I tweeted about it because I, I, I was certain that he uh, referred to the Man United game first. But if it was West Ham, it's a little bit weird because I think you know, even uh, you know, coming through the TV, the atmosphere was better than against Man United. To be honest, uh, much better uh, the way I uh, heard it uh, uh, through the TV. But it's just one of them where. Because I tweeted something about you know I, I I agree with him and I was I wanted to be clear about you know that. It's a little bit sad that he had to point it out because he shouldn't have to because it should be you know something that it's just common sense that you know it should be a you know an atmosphere. I understand it can't be going on hundred uh, percent for ninety minutes, but you know in general it should be you know a, a good atmosphere every game. 
there's so many factors, you know, that people discuss or having opinions on, you know, is it mandatory? Is it the hospitality? Is it, you know, there's loads like the older generation of local fans who, who was, you know, probably singing and shouting and jumping back in the 70s, 80s, you know, 90s that are not asked anymore. It's so many things that people can put into this little, you know, um, what do you call it, like a all these kind of things when it comes to stadium atmosphere across England, I guess, or in many in many countries. I know there's loads of great atmospheres around in Europe and stuff, but it's just one of them where you can't really point and blame anyone because, you know, football come to this nowadays in the modern era that, you know, it's hard because it, it costs loads to go. So you can't maybe go. There's, there's the, hospita- the, the, the things that I don't like is the hospitality. I fucking hate it, to be honest, because... I don't care if you're rich or if you're a businessman coming there as a sponsor or whatever you got your tickets like in hospitality. You can buy them because you're a millionaire and you know it doesn't, and you can go in and have a meal and stuff. That's everything that I don't want with football. I want to obviously go to the pub, have my pints, speak to my mates, go to the game, and obviously, yeah, every ticket is expensive, obviously, but not if you if you get like in the cop, it's not that bad. It's obviously more in the mainstream and all that kind of stuff. But I just hate hospitality because. If if you if you want a, like a businessman who just want to come and sit and just watch a game because it's I'd be like fucking hell like if you go as a supporter it, I don't care if you're uh, the richest man on earth or if you're whoever like a dog I don't, I don't care <laughs> but it's just hospitality does my head in especially when they buy uh, they they build more now with the new stand and stuff I I can't stand it because that takes away loads of seats where local fans or fans who really care about atmosphere who wants to sing can actually get a ticket and go instead there's going to be people who flies in with private jets and whatever I, you know it's not it's not for me and i think that's have a big factor and then you can talk about you know where like you mentioned up uh, up a main stand where we were against everton as well like it's it's difficult to hear the cop when you're up there as well so it's you can't really connect with different areas of the stadium because it's that big and it's hard to do something about because that's the way it's built. Um, so there's so many factors. I, I, I just think that the, the, the overall message, like Klopp said, to everyone is yeah. to play their part, whatever you are. Exactly. In the stand. Yeah, and we might actually, I think it's probably a good idea for us to do like maybe a little show on like that, that type of like the, the stadium and whatever and like maybe give a little insight into like if maybe people who have never been or whatever or going for the first time and like just to like maybe encourage people to sing a little bit more, I feel like it's sort of that. Like if you, if you're in a cop, it's you sing and you stood up all game. You sing and that's that's the norm. That and I love that. I love when I can get a ticket in the cop because it's boss and and whatever. But when you're in those other areas, like it is hard to like you said to connection because you can hear them. But then you're maybe a few seconds late, and then you're you're starting your own chance, and they're over each other. It's not in sync, so it's not loud. So it's like it does all these things, and again. Maybe we can maybe we can do a show on that, which would, I think would be quite interesting. But I feel like the like you said, the overall message is Arsenal on Saturday at Anfield. We need a massive atmosphere. Like the United one wasn't wasn't near enough that we needed those extra t- one two percent we can get from from the twelfth man, and it is the twelfth man. Like as 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 cliche as maybe other fans, rival fans, see that we know how big that crowd is. We know how massive Anfield can be. When when the crowds up for it, and when we're all, when everyone's in sync, it is yeah, it is because... the twelfth man for a reason, and that that's sort of like going into these games where we wanted it against United because if we were the one now, of course, we would be absolutely loving it going into this Arsenal game. But it makes I don't know if it makes the Arsenal game a little bit 
bigger because we need to. We need. I mean, I say we need to win. Um, I say that like because we're obviously hopefully going for titles and and whatever. Um, but it, it is. It, it's it makes it a little bit more crucial. I guess, I guess it does make it a bit more important that we have a massive atmosphere and we go and and we go and win against Arsenal. Yeah, I think you know that I was discussing that with an Arsenal fan, actually a Swedish Swedish Arsenal fan on Twitter, like in a, in a good way because you know we follow each other, so it's not like any hard feelings or anything. We're just discussing the way that you know um, crowd uh, have its. Um, part to play in games like this. If you get like an atmosphere that you know rocks up and makes Anfield really go in, that will um, then get uh, into the players on the pitch because they feel it. And obviously, when they play well, that's something that goes back to the. So it's a balance there. But you know, he said you know that against Man United because he probably watched a bit of that as well. It was quiet, and you know, I think like you said, I agree. Uh, that would have helped us to actually come across the line and actually win maybe one nil, two nil, because we've seen it so many times when we need the crowd and the uh, the the team in sync. It's the Barcelona game, you know, the Olympiacos game, the Dortmund game. There's there's so many where we just had that feeling of we lift in the the roof of Anfield, and we can tell that it does affect players on the pitch. It does affect opposition on the pitch, you know. So. That's why I think you know we need to have those moments even now. It's it's Arsenal at home, who's top of the league. It's a statement if we win. It's a good you know uh, way of you know getting um, above them and keep on going uh, into the new year and all that by doing it all together, the fans and the players and the you know the team. So I think it's one of them where you can think of how much will it be affected from the crowd's perspective if you sing and shout and you know show their support to the team and what they can bring a little bit of extra energy into certain moments into you know even if it's the end of the game and it's nil nil or one one or whatever that little spark from the crowd can help us to get that two one goal because it kind of gives the extra bit of energy that they might not have at that time in the game because you've been playing for 90 plus minutes but it can help so that's why I think Klopp is very eager to just come there and help us because it will affect Arsenal as well if we sing and shout from the stands Exactly and I feel like it's, it's, it's these bigger games that you need I mean you can you can get by and it's funny because like people like opposition fans come to downfield and it's like I, I don't know let's say Fulham sorry I'm sorry I'm picking on Fulham fans but like say Fulham for example they're like oh yeah Anfield's like atmosphere is a myth it's like well it's not going to be that what that game against Barca or Olympiacos the Chelsea's and, and all that it's you it's Fulham <laughs> it's, yeah it's not going to be that against shoes because we don't need them as much we still want it to be loud but we don't need it to be like hostile in the same way that we do in these and I think that's what Klopp's trying to get at. And it yeah. took like the, obviously the the big the big bit of a fight on the on the touchline with him and Arteta got got us going last time and hopefully again and, and let's talk about let's talk about Arsenal for for five minutes or so and we'll and we'll, we'll finish off. Um, what are you thinking going into that one? Because we've we've mentioned like all the players that play well in the West Ham game and the the Quanses and the Elliots and and the the Joneses the Gomezes. There's there's quite a few players that you're like Elliot. Oh, they perform so well, but. What what are you thinking in terms of lineup for this one? Um, well, in terms of lineup, I obviously see a few changes. I, I obviously I think you know we see Konata coming back in central, defending with Van Dijk. Uh, how good Kwanzaa has been playing for us since he came through and showed what he can do. I think 
we still need to be, you know, slowly um, turning into turn him into the new Matip. If you like, we don't need to rush him. We don't need to put him in games where the pressure is so much big. Even though he plays like he doesn't feel any pressure, very mature and all that. I think it's just clever to not put that pressure on him. Uh, you know, if it's not needed to, obviously. Um, so I think we see that um, in terms of midfield. It's home against Arsenal. I, I would like to see Trent coming into midfield straight away, to, to, to be honest, with uh, Soboslai and Jones, because I think Jones deserves to play. Would that be something with a balance that could be dangerous? I don't know. But but the way Gomez played to the right and the way he runs and do the overlaps, I think that will ask more questions to Arsenal than if we play Trent to the right and he comes in central. Do you know what I mean? I think... It could be more of a clever move in my way of watching it. Um, so I would like to see that, but it depends a little bit. Will Ender play being the defensive piece that we need in the middle? I don't know. And then obviously the front three. Um, I mentioned it before. I would like to see Darwin Nunes to the left, Gakpo going central, can come down deep a little bit as well. So, you know, both Salah obviously from the right and, and Nunes can go in to into spaces and they can swap positions and all that. So that, that would be my team if... If I had to, you know, pick them, I, I probably went uh, would go with Trent in midfield. To be honest, for this one, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm really torn because, like you said, Gomez <laughs> was so good, and we looked boss as like a as a four three three. We really did. It was lovely to see us like back in that kind of old style of of play. And like when you see like the average positions, it looked like it used to look like exactly like Fabinho dropping in alongside like um, Van Dijk and Canato, Van Dijk and Gomez. And then you're having... And it works. It seems to work. It it works. (laughs) I I just feel like he goes back to... Like I, I would say it'd be Trent Van Dijk, uh, Canate, Van Dijk, Simikas, Sobosly, Endo, and Jones. I think Jones needs to start. I'm, it's I'm gutted that Elliot can't start, but I think Sobosly, in terms of energy and pressing and closing down, I think Endo, like we said, performed really well. I feel like he can give us some defensive stability in there as yeah, well, especially in maybe counter attacks and whatever. And we're definitely agreed on the forward three because I feel like like. Diaz, as, as much as I love him and all the stuff that he's gone through is horrible and whatever, he's not quite hitting the levels. I feel like maybe a little bit more timing as a bench option would help him yeah. as well in, t- in terms of being fresher. So I think that Salah, Gapo, and Nunes. I feel like when you look at their side, they put out against Brighton, they, they seem to like they go, they go Ben White right back, who obviously then comes inside, same as same as Zenchenko, and then we've got Saliba and uh, Gabriel. I'm, I'm looking at it going right. Nunes up against Ben White and Salah up against Sinchenko and I'm like we can have loads of joy there they'll be thinking the same with um, Martinelli up against Trent and Saka up against Simicas of course but it's it, it, when we play Arsenal it's always the fight of the of the wingers the wingers are always yeah. the main fellas in the game so I feel like if we can yeah if Nunes has a proper yeah I feel like he, in the West Ham game he was everywhere he was closing down he was making stuff happen and linking play and getting an assist luckily Unlucky to not score. Um, he deserve he's deserving of a goal soon. I feel like that from yeah. three would just would just cause them. Like you said when early when we stop like Gakpo and Nunes, you can interchange and stuff. And I feel like the more unpredictability, hopefully mixed in with a cauldron of an atmosphere and everyone pressing everyone on 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 the toes like Klopp's, Klopp wants everyone to be yeah. the players and the fans. We just need to. Yeah, I just feel like that try and cause as much carnage as you can early doors and get that early goal that we always need. Yeah, and I think, you know, playing Darwin to the left, I think at home as well, where 
teams will come and sit a little bit more deep. I guess, you know, Arsenal like to play offensive football, but, you know, they're not going to be stupid and just leave loads of space behind. But they probably will attack, obviously, but they will sit back a bit as well. But I think that's suit- that, that's more suitable for Darwin playing to the left because, like I said before, he can take on players with the ball then and, you know, try to, with his speed and, uh, and flair, you know, just to be that kind of player. Because when we play in a way and we get the counter-attacks ourselves, like, for example, against Newcastle, when, when he scored those two brilliant goals, that makes him run into space. He got loads of space and, you know, players who can put the ball into that space. And he's so quick and he's so sharp in those moments where he doesn't have to think. That suits him when we play away to play that number nine role. But I think actually at home where defensive... Um, Team well, well, teams comes to play more defensively. It's harder for him to have that space behind that line because there's not much space, and that therefore he doesn't have much uh, space to run into. And it's hard to you know uh, pick out the ball perfectly into those spaces for anyone really. Even if we got Trent Oberslides and all them, because it's not much to play on. But you know, if he plays to the left and switches a little bit with Gakpo because he can come deep and stuff. It, it will create more space in behind that uh, uh, defender on that side, but also for him to take on players. So I think that would probably suit him better when we play at home, to be honest. So that could be something to actually experiment with going forward when we play at home, because I think that would suit his game better. And probably he has more chances when he plays on that side as well, when he cuts in and he had the one in the post and he, he had that one that where um, against Western where he, he did take a shot with his left foot and obviously should have been, it was a save and it should be a save, but you know, he still hits the, yeah. he still hits the target. So it's just still there creating loads of chances and asking questions. So I think that could be something that we could try going forward when we play at home, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. I feel like it's all like we always mention all these new players and whatever. I feel like Darwin's still maybe still trying to find where he's going to be and where he's best fit because obviously we would every game and especially cup games or whatever we're changing the team up. So you need to start to get used to everyone that you're with. And am I best on the left here? Am I best central? And like figuring that out. And I feel like that's only done by playing games and seeing where people are more have the most joy. And, if, and we knew, we saw players they down in us was having so much joy down that left hand side and being able to come inside and have those shots, like you said. And he's got a he's got a hell of a shot on him. He really has um, from those from those long distance areas where he can just absolutely well you. Um, we saw it against Bournemouth where he top corner, so we know we can do it. So. And he's due one against Arsenal, so and he's due one. He's due one. He's due a goal, basically. So hopefully he can um, even get one. And that and that brings us to the. I'm not going. I always say the best part of the show, but I'm, I'm taking the piss. It's the worst part of the show, really, because it's score prediction. Because who the fuck knows anymore? I haven't. We haven't. We haven't got a clue. But what are you thinking for score prediction, lad? Uh, you, I, can I can I guess what you're going to say? Yeah, of course. I reckon you're going to say two one to us. Yeah, I was gonna say two one. Uh, <laughs> I only say that because whenever I let you go first, and then you say two one, and I have to go. Oh fucking hell, that's what I was gonna say, and it just sounds like I'm gagging off you, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't know. I'm gonna be a little bit bold and say three one to us, to be honest, because even though it's Arsenal and they are really good, there's no doubt about that. I, I still think that with. The performance and the controlling against Man United, obviously going into the West Ham game, doing what we did there, and also Klopp now, you know, saying to um, the fans, like, make sure Anfield is rocking it on Saturday. And also because Arsenal is a little bit more, you know, brave, I guess. They, yes, like I said, they would probably sit back a bit, but they are still brave and want to attack. They want to go and win because they are in the top. They want to have, 
you know, they want to go and win. They maybe be a little bit clever and be happy with one point, obviously. But I think it will be more spaces against them than it was against Man United, for example. So I think yeah. we will also take in what we did against West Ham into this game. Think of how more creative it was, how clever it was in terms of runs and stuff. It feels like we will create more. I just got that feeling. And hopefully with Anfield in the back of everything, you know, as a 12th man, as you said. So hopefully that will create more for us that will result in more goals. So I say 3-1 just because of it feels good as well. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it makes me feel Christmassy. <laughs> it does. It does. And again, it's like this game at this time, we're both the top of the league. If we win, we can go top of the league for for Christmas Day. We'll be top of the league on Christmas Day. Of course, if if Aston Villa win as well, they'll be joined. But uh, our better goal difference, so we'll be top of the league on Christmas Day. So what what better impetus have you got and to go and not only put a good performance in against your the, the the lads who were closest to you in the league, Arsenal, one point ahead of us at the minute, and then to also go top of the league over the over this period and then build on what was a boss West Ham performance. So. There's loads of good things, loads of options for Liverpool to who we're gonna play. It's gonna be I'm gonna I'm excited to see who's gonna start the game. Like we said, there's so many options in there that's we we don't exactly know who's gonna be where. There could be there's always a surprise in there, so we'll see. Um but yeah, it's it's exciting. But we will leave it there. Um it's a bit of a long one, apologies, but three games you, to fit did, in. So did you say your result? Yeah, two one. Oh, two one. Okay. I yeah, yeah, that's that. what I said. Oh, I said yeah, I'm going to predict yeah. what you said, oh, um, right. only because that's what I was going to okay. say, and I was I was thinking you were going to say it as well, but then you said three one. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm 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 going with yeah two one. I feel like I'm never. I say it every time I'm never comfortable with us keeping a clean sheet, but I'm just hoping like if the crowd can get us over, uh, yeah. get us over the line, and like I said, go go top. Christmas Day, absolutely, absolutely, boss. Um, I w- I want to give a shout out to Paul as well for that nice Christmas present that he sent. Yep, exactly. Yep. I, I I had it written down, but I missed it when I was going through the list. <laughs> and yeah, I'm glad you brought up Paul. You're an absolute legend. If you haven't seen what Paul sent us, I'll go over to our Twitter account at Copy Podcast. He sent us a lovely little um, like our logo with like some. Um, Scrabble tiles, I don't know, like all linked together. Liverpool, the Cop Eye podcast, and then um, luckily your name's got a a T in it, so it links up with podcast. Um, and then because you've got you, you start with a K and I end with a K, so a nice little link up. And I was like, yeah, that's good. That I would never have thought of that. Um, so yeah, again, Paul's it's uh, very creative, very, it's creative. very, <laughs> it's very creative. And yeah, thanks to Paul, he is. He is what you would call a Cop Eye podcast legend, and I'm, I know there's loads of us out there. Um, but we we just know we just know Paul we just know Paul because he's in the group chat. Like I say, if you want to join the group chat, you can let us know at Copy Podcast Twitter and Instagram. You can join it. Feel free. It's a boss little group. It's always there's always good stuff in there. Uh, but yeah, we will leave it there. Hopefully, the Reds can yeah go go top of the league Christmas Day. It'll be absolutely boss. I'm, I can't wait for the game. It's going to be so exciting. I think after the West Ham game, um, yeah, hopefully the only way is up. After, as the as the song goes, um, is for the for the Reds, especially for for this game and for loads of games coming up, like we mentioned, cup games and, and whatever, loads of Premier League games. So it's it's exciting stuff. But um, yeah, if we don't if we don't speak to us before Christmas, and I don't think we will now. Actually, to be fair, have a have a boss day, whatever you're doing, have a have a great time. Um, we're battling like eighty mile an hour winds in in, in Liverpool, so we're, we're absolutely 
worried about my fence flying down the road, to be honest. I feel like I'm fucking Dorothy in a Wizard of Oz, just like my house is gonna just get picked up by a hurricane. Um but yeah, if, whatever you're doing, have a have a have a boss time, have a good time with your family. Don't get too pissed. I know I know I will and no Christian will, but well, you you won't get as pissed yeah. as Christian, let's put it that way. I'm, you won't drink I'm, as much as Christian, let's put it that way. I'll I'll take it easy, you know. I'm I'm, I'm with the with the daughter and the family and stuff. So you know, it won't, it won't be much. It won't be a, well, it will be a small little for the food, you know, with the food and uh, couple of uh, berries maybe in the evening but it won't be much uh this time probably another time so yeah but uh merry christmas to all it's uh it's a lovely time of the year so uh, we'll see you after i guess and then ahead of new year as well yeah well we'll, we'll do uh we'll do one after the um boxing day and stuff like that so there's we've got plenty more shows coming up um but yeah again apologies the long one but three three games and loads of goals and good stuff to talk about so it's worthwhile um but Again, thanks to Christian. Again, thanks to you guys for for listening. If you're still listening, then yeah, you're absolutely you're with Paul, being an absolute legend. So thanks very much. Um, and yeah, up the red. Let's hope we can go on. I would say let's hope we go and batter Arsenal. But I mean, if we go and batter Arsenal, that would be the perfect fucking Christmas present, wouldn't it? Um, let, let's hope we just put in a massive performance like we did against West Ham. Energy, creativity goals whatever let's get over the line and, and go top of the league but yeah nice one christian nice one everyone and we'll see you all very soon nice one i'm jamie carragher and you are listening to the cop podcast Podcast Network.